You mean Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> I heckled him. I heckled him at a Toronto FC game. One time, every time he touched the ball, I was screaming Shrek, Shrek. And he, <laughs> Is that when he was oh, with DC United? Yeah. And he, I assume. He was, taking a, he was taking a corner, and I screamed right at him, Shrek. And he, he turned around, looked right at me. I'm like, if he comes up into the stands, this is going to be the worst day of my life. <laughs> yep. On today's Footy Corner, the panel puts out the earliest Premier League season preview you'll ever hear. Who will finish top four, bottom three, be the dark horse, the light donkey, and win the golden boot? Rooney's rampage includes a drunk night with strange women and injuring one of his own players. Kepa apologizes for not coming off two years later, and a Moroccan boxer thinks he's Mike Tyson, along with the typical predictions, next. And we are back on the footy corner. Uh, we hope everyone's doing well. It's late July. We've got one last panel, at least, uh, you know, the common panel that we've been doing all summer. Uh, and that's for the season preview. We have the season preview coming up because uh, we're going to be gone for a little bit. So uh, let me find out how everyone's doing today on the panel. Uh, I'll start down in Indiana. Brian, how's everything going there? Things are going good. I've been watching the Olympics nonstop for the last week. I'm um, looking forward to another three days, of, uh, four days of Olympic watching before traveling. You could do Olympic watching there too, a little bit. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm sure we will. And the time, well, I don't know if the time will be better or worse over there, but it pretty much sucks watching the Olympics in Japan living in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere on this side of the globe, you're, you're getting replays every day. Other, unless yeah. like you're seeing like the, every once in a while. Early morning stuff or the late at night stuff. Right. Right. Like I think for instance, the U S basketball was playing Iran at like 11 PM on Peacock. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there was that here. Uh, Jeff, Jeff is in Canada. You're rooting for the Canadians. Although I will say you guys are more of a winter country. How's everything going there? Good. We actually do better in the summer Olympics. Oh really? Yeah. We tend to do very well at the track and field some years. Like we won a, we've won a bunch of gold medals. So yeah, but, I have, guys- but I have no interest. No interest. I haven't, I haven't watched a second of the Olympics. Really? Yeah. Not even the uh, the uh, the basketball. Are they in the basketball one or no? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Really? Oh, because they made the U. There was a U nineteen basketball tournament. And they were in it, and I only know because they have a Purdue player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was killing it for them, and they they that team was really good. So maybe they'll be good in a few years. Uh, so Jeff, Jeff, you're uh, you're coming off a summer where you're quite the oracle. We've got the preview show. Are you going to carry it into today's show, or do you kind of no. drop off from here? I am going to do my thing. Okay. <laughs> By his thing, he means finishes in last place for the Premier League. But if there's an international competition, I'm listening to Jeff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe you could buck that trend, Jeff, of the uh, the Premier League picking going awry. But you don't care as long as your team wins, I suppose. So. There's that. Uh, so there is a lot of stuff going on actually in sports all over. I'm getting like notifications on my phone, like the trade deadlines coming up for baseball. I think the NBA's having their draft. We got gold cup going on. It's bananas, but we're going to go ahead and do the EPL season preview. Cause that's where we are with the EPL pod. And then we'll move on to some other stuff. We'll jump straight into the main question guys. The one that everyone's asking. And again, if everyone has any opinions at the footy corner too, we're uh, we're not, we don't have our Liverpool group here 
Arine, Steve, Nikhil are, are all absent today. So I will, uh, we'll be looking forward to their, their predictions on the, uh, at the footy corner. We'll have the intern retweet those. So you guys make your voices heard. Cause I'm sure we'll have some, some, some of the opposing voices today. So guys, who wins the league? I'll start. I have an idea with what Jeff will say. So I'll start with Jeff. Who's winning the league this year? City. <laughs> okay. Surprise uh, of no one. Are you guys going to run away with it or do you think it's going to be close? Uh, I think it'll be kind of like last year, like somewhere in between. Okay. Okay. Somewhere like in between. Gonna, it's, it's not going to be a final day. <laughs> All right. Do you think you'll start slow and then like kill it in the middle of the season? I do, think, I do think we might start slow. There might be a few ties. Um, okay. It, like we're all taking wild guesses here because yeah, if, if Kane's on City, like City's a completely yeah. it seems like City's a completely different team. Like yes. with the De Bruyne feeding him the ball, like they're gonna win and games. Sterling, <laughs> they're gonna win games. Sterling, yeah, maybe Grealish. Yeah, if <laughs> yeah. We get, if we get Grealish or Kane, if we get them both, like <laughs> I forget, but I, I don't think we'll get both. But uh, I think Grealish is looking better uh, for us than uh, Kane. I just okay. think Spurs are being stupid. Like, who do they think they are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So there's. The, I had a feeling that prediction was coming. Um, yeah. Not surprising. And again, just to let the listeners know, we, we're going to be off for a couple weeks. Cause, uh, well, uh, I'm going to be in Portugal. Brian's going to be in Portugal. Arian's going to be in Portugal. Um, hopefully not catching COVID, um, but, nope. but yeah. So um, fully vaxxed and masked up. Yes, the whole and, time. and and because we won't be around, uh, yeah, no no pod until after the first week of the season. So that'll be interesting. Um, we're <coughs> going to try to go a new route this year. So you know, we get deep into a lot of the games um, to cut down on that uh, and and to not always repeat stuff. We may pick one or two big games, talk about those, and then just kind of overview the rest. So that's a heads up to the listeners on this season's difference. So we don't have one hour in, in a 48 minute podcast. <laughs> uh, so let's take it to Brian. So we got one city vote, Brian, who is your champion this season? Do we have a repeat of last year? Uh, I really want to say Chelsea, but I can't, I, I have man city written down. I think it's man city again. Okay. And what's your, uh, what's your reasoning? Do you have anticipation of players coming in? Do you think they're just going to carry last year's form? Just carry last year's form. Um, and I think they will get at least one of Kane or Grealish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. That's pretty much it. And uh, like I said, I want, I want to pick Chelsea. We're, we're good enough, just not consistent enough. It, it, I'm not sure how Tuchel will handle the entire season. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's fair points. Fair points. Um, so with that said, we got two cities. I, I mean, I really, I'm really curious as to what the Liverpool guys would have said. Well, I'm kind of, I have an idea. I'll go ahead and put my name in that because I'm the only person that roots for a team that has absolutely no shot at winning the <laughs> title this season. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's a kind of a neutral talking head here and it's going to be a wild pick. I'm going to care. You guys made fun of me. You guys thought I was on drugs this year when I was making picks in the internationals. And, and yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't on, on most of them. Although I went with Jeff for the Copa and the Euro, uh, the Euro finals. I'm going to go with a team that was very strong 
very strong to finish the season. I just think they're going to continue their form this year under new manager. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Chelsea, believe it or not. Uh, I think I like it. this is a side that when Tuchel came in, played outstanding and had a striker that wasn't even close to what he can do from what we've seen. Uh, I think that, uh, and you'll hear a little go into it. We made fun of Timo Werner a lot last year. I think he's going to have a bounce back and they're a team to me. That's just so solidified in the middle of the pitch when you got Jorginho and, and, and Conte, uh, I think it's just tough to get those with the back five and, and you have those rotating front three. So to me, and, and here's what I will also say, I think it'll come down to the last one or two match weeks. And I think it'll be, to me, it'll be between three teams will be in it with two games left. So that's what I'm thinking. I think they'll eke it out over who I've gotten second as your guys' winners. It's, it's, it's city. Um, so do we want to round out our top four and speak of why you didn't pick the others to win kind of their deficiencies or um, we'll do that. So I'll just yeah. go ahead and start with Jeff, round out your top four and tell us why those teams weren't winners or, or, or you know, where you have them. Uh, I have United, Liverpool, and then Chelsea. Okay. So I, I was literally about to say, if Jeff puts Liverpool in his top four, I will do another shot at my Lord. I'm glad I didn't get that out. <laughs> Like, wow, he so didn't. United second, Liverpool third, and Chelsea fourth. I guess my question to you will be: Why Chelsea so not so low? But why why would you have them fourth? Because I think they're a false economy. Like they're they're just um, they barely made top four last year. Yeah, that's true. They were, they got so lucky on that they couldn't even win the last game. That's like, true. It was the, a game that they needed to win, mm-hmm. and like, I just think there could be a big. I don't think they're getting Grealish or Kane. Like City obviously can offer right. the most most money, and right. these teams will like are going for big money for them. So they're not going to just ah. We'd rather sell to Chelsea for some uh, unknown hunch that they have or something like that. Like like if like if City get one of those, um, I, I I don't see if, if City can't get them, then I don't think anyone else can. That's yeah, great. I will say you're right. Yeah. I don't think Chelsea would get those guys. I think if for them it's Erling Holland or bust, and it could end up being bust. <laughs> it's going to be bust, yeah. <laughs> Unless they can sell. I think if they can sell Abraham and get 30 or 40 off him and make a few more sales that they were talking about, but that'll be tough, man. Yeah, you're, you're looking at a team that looks the same as last year, so I could, I could see that with what you're saying. Um, Liverpool in third. I don't know whether to ask you, like, how, you, how, or, how or why you have them so high by your standards or why you have them in third. Yeah, than, you know, that's what I'm curious about. So well, what's your take on Liverpool? You didn't, I you didn't even pick Liverpool in top four last year, right. coming off their title season. And right. I don't think good for most of the season. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so why do you have them in third, Jeff? What do you see in this Liverpool? Uh, I think they might be mad because they got humiliated so bad last year. <laughs> uh, well, they did. Yeah. It's horrific. Yeah. Uh, um, but I don't see them contending. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, I I don't think they have. I think a few of their players had their good had their one good year or two good years, and uh, their mentality's broken. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold, I think, will have a horrific year. Um, oh, you're still picking them third? That's what I don't get. You're you're yeah, saying all these I, bad I, things about them. Yeah, but they still they, they still got Sal, and I think uh, Manny was terrible last year, but I I think he'll pick it up. Okay. I think he will too, but what about the midfield? Uh, Jordan Henderson isn't getting getting any younger. Isn't he gone? 
They said they weren't signing him. They still have oh, him I don't for know. now. It, it might be next season that he might be off, uh, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, got one more year off, I, I believe, on his contract. But you're right. They, they are have Wijnaldum. Yes. Like, is Nabi Keita the, the future of Liverpool's midfield? Mm-hmm. Who else do they have? Curtis Jones? Yeah. Is he a midfield? Does he play? Well, I yeah, don't expect any signings. Like, he's in the midfield. Like, when we, are there any big Liverpool rumors for signings? No. And that's usually oh. a bad guy. So, yeah, right now you're looking at Thiago, Fabinho, and Henderson in the midfield. And, and I think uh, – Thiago, yeah. Yeah, that, that's where I kind of listed two where – because their front three is ridiculously good. We can admit that. And we can also admit, as much as Jeff doesn't like it, Van Dyke coming back, Alexander Arnold should be better this season. And they got Konate as the other back in case Gomez isn't ready. But, you know, you, you feel like he will be – I feel like they're really solidified there, and that's the only reason that I also – I'll give a spoiler. I had them third as well. Um, in a close race, they're one of those three teams that I figured would be in it. But again, that's what's what it is for me. I think Henderson is is a good player, and they do well with him. But if he's hurt, right? He's hurt a lot. Uh, that's some; those are some issues for them that they're going to face unless they get a guy like Saul, who they might be rumored to be going after. Um, that's the only midfielder I think I've heard. Uh, Basuma has always been mentioned, but I, I my ITK say Basuma Sting put at Brighton. Uh, and, and yeah, for me outside of, unless they can get solved, I think that's their limitation. Cause then, yeah, you're going to have to have Curtis Jones getting big minutes, which isn't a bad thing. Or Navi Keita is, is he still on their team? I don't even know. That's why I was like, <laughs> I know their fans are I, like, I, I assume Curtis he Jones is and Milner are listed here as their potential Milner. Starters. Okay. Well, there yeah. you go. So yeah, they they have to either get someone like Saul or hope that Henderson doesn't get hurt. So yeah, that's where I peg their weakness. But I they are just so good at the front and the back. It's just that that's the one weakness I had with them, and, and I placed them in third as well. Brian, uh, your your top four. I, have I guess City. Yeah, City obviously winning. Chelsea second, kind of a homer pick. Uh, United third. I mean, mm-hmm. they signed Jaden Sancho. They extended. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's contract. I don't know if that's good or bad, but <laughs> I think um, despite Rashford's uh, penalty missing the Euros, I think he'll have another good year. Mm-hmm. Um, then Liverpool fourth. Okay. Just um, because I don't see any other teams that can compete. I, I don't like Arsenal to finish. I don't like Spurs, especially if they lose Kane. And right. West Ham definitely isn't going to do the same thing they did last year and <laughs> yeah you never know mate we all picked them to get relegated or most of us did and they uh they made us look pretty bad uh, but i'll go and round mine out i had chelsea city and liverpool as the top three in that order uh and i again i think those three will come down to the final like two three match weeks uh and then i had united in fourth and, and so i'll i'll touch on them i guess because i taught we talked a little bit about liverpool's Potential deficiency, I think it, it'd be in the midfield position. For United, to me, it is also it would also be that position because you're looking at they brought in Rafael Varane on the back, so you got him. Yeah, and I forgot about Varane. Yeah, yeah, you got Varane and Slabhead covering the center back positions. Uh, I, Slabhead is Harry Maguire for people who might not know. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, courtesy of, of Jeff, uh, and then you got Juan Bissaka, who I don't, I'm not sold on his defense. I think he's good going forward. I just don't think he's that good defensively. On the front line, they're set. You, you got Sancho, you got Bruno Fernandez, you got uh, Martial, Rashford, Greenwood, all these people that can play Cavani up front. 
But here's the thing. You got all these new players, but we haven't talked about how they have to hold on to Paul Pogba because Paul Pogba is not extending with them. And I, and we know when we sit here and we make fun of the fact, well, Man United Paul Pogba is not France Paul Pogba, which is true. But even Man United Paul Pogba is better than Fred, is better than McTominay. Eek. Yeah, yeah. And, and these are the types of Van de Peek who played negative four minutes. And these are the type of players that you're looking at in that midfield, as it stands now, McTominay and Fred are, are the uh, projected starters. Nemanja Matic has to be about 68. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know Jesse Lingard's back, but he's more of an attacking player if he does stay, unless they sell him. So, you know, I, I don't know who will hold that down. I know McTominay had a pretty decent year, but if it's just him and Fred for every game, you got other competitions. That's my worry. If they hold, that's why I picked them in fourth. And they have a little distance because I'm not sure if they're going to hold on to Paul Pogba. So we'll see how that drama plays out. Uh, I don't think losing to Paul Pogba is going to hurt them that much. I feel like, did he even do much for them last year? Well, that's it the thing. Didn't so seem like he wasn't it. starting all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. true. He wasn't. But I'll say this, that he he's one that doesn't play as well for United as he does with France. But I still think having him in that lineup is better than having those other two guys. I, I think what he does is is integral but if he's not bought in you're right then and that's why i have him down there if they had a paul pogba like player who plays for france like he does um that's why i had that i have had them higher talked about liverpool a little bit now city why did i pick them second to chelsea because as it stands now that's where i'm gonna have them. i'm gonna assume let's assume they haven't gotten kane I think they're closer to getting Grealish. I was reading something about, you know, they've really started discussions today. One of my, one of my main guys that I look at, at Twitter with uh, sources uh, as of yesterday, I, I, I was pretty busy today, but he was saying that the talks have started and I think they're starting at hundred million pounds um, and they'll work from there. But you know, that's what worries me. The upfront presence, uh, how long can you do with a false nine? I think there are some deficiencies in that. If they get Harry Kane, I'll change my, I'll change my order. Yeah. So that's yeah. rough. If City get Kane, like all bets are off. Right. Because they have as good of a back four as anyone. I think there was a healthy debate in the chat about which team has the best back four, but they're just as good as any of the other teams up there. Um, they have really good wing, wing players. If Raheem Sterling from the Euros shows up rather than the one last year, you're in good shape. And Riyad Mahrez is one of the most underrated players. We've talked about that. You know, Ferran Torres is an up and comer. Torres, arrived. Torres, I hope to see him more this year. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you have Rodri that kind of holds it down and lets these guys do their things, do their stuff. You, you guys signed Fernandinho, I think, one more year. Yeah. Uh, so he's there. Yeah. So I, I think they're, I think they're very good. What worries me is the, uh, the up front where the goals are going to come from. Cause De Bruyne, I think someone's going to have to step up. I think he might be getting to that stage in his career. He gets, he has, he's had a lot of injuries. He's played in Euros. He got hurt pretty bad in the in the Champions League match. I think he's just kind of tired. So I think they need someone like Phil Foden to step up in that position. Not that he hasn't, but to just do it, you know, more and, and carry on. Um, and I'm not sure if LK Gundogan will just keep doing what he's doing. So that was yeah. those were my only concerns. So if you get Jack Grealish <coughs> and Harry Kane, yeah, post market. If you get Harry Kane, you know, post market. So you know, I, I'm just saying as of now, that's why I have them second. Uh, okay, so we all agreed with the same four teams. Just not the order. 
All right. Uh, yeah. Everyone else, let us know at the footy corner to your top four for this upcoming season. If you want, you can wait a few weeks as well, I guess. All right, guys, it's time to relegate three teams. Okay. And generally we go for the teams that just came up. So good on them for coming up and then we'll send them right back down. Um, who wants to go ahead and start us off with relegation? I'll, I'll let, I'll let Brian start us off with the relegation. Uh, go ahead and tell us which three teams are going down. Start with Jeff just a second. Okay. Oh, so we'll start with Jeff. I have Burnley. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I have Southampton. Uh-huh. And Newcastle. So you have three teams, none of the newly promoted teams. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I'm with you on Burnley. You think the Dice Magic has just run out? I, I said this last year about Brighton. It's just time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's just there, time. I, was right. I was wrong about Brighton. I was wrong, but... <laughs> I kind of, you know what though, and I'll, before I get to your other teams, I'll, I'll interject and say I had Burnley, and I have the exact same reason. I'm sitting there, I'm like, how have they been in? I think they've been in the league for like six, seven years now, and every year you just sit there and wonder how because they have no flashy names really. I, I mean, anyone that even starts to get remotely good, I think they have a kid McNeil who's pretty decent, and outside of him, I mean, I'm not excited to see Jack Cork or, or Ashley Westwood or uh, Josh Brownhill, Matej Vidra. I mean, they have Chris Wood, who's somehow been tearing it. But, like, that team just, to me, is, I don't know. I have no idea. I like Dyche. Uh, his his last few press conferences have been pretty funny. Did you guys see the most recent one where um, he addressed claims that he eats worms for breakfast? <laughs> I saw that on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> he said that, uh, yeah, I also huff uh, exhaust fumes or something like that and eat uh, nails or I don't know what it was. It's hilarious. So check it out. Uh, We'll have the intern retweeted. I know I retweeted it from my account. So I agree with you on Burnley. And you said Southampton and Newcastle. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about those teams. Uh, Southampton, I just got a hunch. Uh-huh. Uh, they go on really bad stretches. So you I think, think that Danny Ings is going to leave? Uh, I don't. I, I don't see him making that much of a difference. Okay. Uh, Hasn't Southampton lost nine mil once in each of the last two seasons? Yeah. They have. They sure have. Yeah, yeah, so, you're, you're not wrong. So, and, and they still have Jan Bednarik and 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 Yannick Vestergaard as their center backs. So, <laughs> again, I with them, I just think it's time. Okay, so it's time too. And then Newcastle, surely it's something to do with the owners, right? Yeah, the manager. I, they lost Rafa. That's yeah. true. I think I think they're going down. Or they lost Bruce Steve. Or, yeah. They're not going to sign anyone. They're not, not going to. Wait, what, what the fuck am I thinking of? I don't know, mate. <laughs> How long ago did Rafa Benitez coach Newcastle? What the fuck am I thinking? Did he for a little bit? Maybe. Yeah, yeah 2016 to 2019. Yeah. And, okay, well, um, he's coaching Everton now. Yeah. Do they have Bruce Steve still? I don't know. Let me look. Friend of the pod, Steve Bruce, Arine's boy. Um, so while you're doing that, uh, Jeff, you don't think the upfront, uh, Wilson, San Maximin, Almiron, no chance, no chance. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, know Steve Bruce to... is still, is still Steve Bruce. Oh, so he's still there. And I know they're trying to sign Joe Willock to continue what he did last season for them. He scored in the last eight games out of nowhere. Uh, but I Joe know Willock is the reason that Chelsea finished top four. <laughs> 
Shout out Joe Willock. Like, like seriously, like no joke. It's still an he, Arsenal he was, player. Yeah. <laughs> he is he is like one of two reasons Chelsea finished in the top four last year. Well, there you go. So uh He's we got my favorite yes. player. <laughs> we got we got Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle. How much overlap do you have, Brian? Zero. Zero. I, okay, let's hear it. I like Jeff's picks, but I just went the safe route. Norwich cannot stay up. Sure. At all. They're definitely going back down. They're the Didn't they find a bunch con- of guys? What's that? Didn't they sign a bunch of guys? I'm pretty sure that Norwich did. They did two years ago, and they did four years ago, and they did six years ago, and every single <laughs> time they got relegated. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, yeah. Norwich has... Or sorry, to yeah. mention it just real quickly, Norwich does have your boy, Brian. Billy Gilmore is on loan. Yeah. He's going to be in the midfield for them. Uh, outside of that, Pookie Watch is back. Uh, I'll have to bring the – okay, well, Pookie Watch. Yeah. I'll have to find the, the clip for that. Maybe maybe it won't be now, but we'll have it at some point. Todd Cantwell is still on their team. They still have Max Ahrens, who's been a, a Aarons, target for yeah, a million teams. But, yeah, Okay. And you, I heard you say um, Watford, right? Yeah, Watford. Just because I, I just don't like Watford. Fredini, yeah. like fuck, they can just fuck. Up. I don't, I don't <laughs> care about them. They're the ones that made a lot of signings. I think that uh, Jeff was, was uh, yeah, talking about. They got Bachman in goal. He played for Austria this past year. He's actually a friend of Sam's Army's pod. He's he's been on that a couple of times. They got Danny Rose at left back and João Pedro up front. So that's the team that picked up a few guys. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't move the needle for me. <laughs> so you have um, those two and who else? Brentford. Oh, mate. You know Brentford guy. They have Tony, right? Yeah. Ivan Tony lad. I, so yeah, I picked all three promoted teams to get relegated again. It hasn't happened in a while. I don't think. So yeah, I don't know. I don't blame you. I mean I could see I could see that. Um, it's kind of the easy way out, but yeah, I got a little bit of one and a little bit of the other here. I got two of the same teams as Brian and one of the same teams as Jeff. Talked about how Burnley's up there. I also have uh, Norwich as well going down. Uh, no more Canary Facts. Tired of that stuff. And <laughs> I, yeah, if your main striker, I know we're going to have Pookie watch this year, but he's got to be getting up there. And, and he is. My, yeah, and my big issue is, you know, Grant Hanley at center back. Uh I just remember watching him score the first goal of the season two years ago, and it was an own goal against Liverpool. Um, so I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Daniel Farka, you know, hasn't – he got re-signed, wasn't able to keep him up. They do have some players that can do it. It's just a matter of, hey, let's get over the initial one month where they play well and see how they do after that because that's what happened two years ago, right? Didn't they start out in a way that everyone's like, oh, man, this team's exciting – and then all of a yeah. sudden they started just getting shit pumped because they never took the get the you know pedal or the the foot off the pedal and just kept attacking and getting scored on like five one six one this that and the other. And I've got uh, who was the other team that you uh, Watford, the other Norwich Brentford Watford Wankers. Uh, yeah, the Watford Wankers. I also believe will go right back down. They got a lot of signings. Just a matter of putting them together, I guess. So. Um, We'll see how the Watford Winkers do. So those are my three yeah. teams. So at the footy corner two, let us know who your relegated teams are. And now we'll go to some. So those are like the, the typical categories everyone talks about in their preview. Let's go to one that's a little more fun. I, I always like this one because I like to hear what people have in mind. 
So now we're going to go with what we call a dark horse. And um, with the dark horse, it could be anything. It could be a team that you think is maybe middle of the pack and can sneak into the top four, or it could be a team that people are like, Hey, this team's getting relegated and they might finish middle of the table. Uh, you know, for instance, last year, I think West Ham would have been the best dark horse to pick because everyone was saying shit about them in the earlier part of this year. And they finished, uh, they're actually in what Europa league, right? So they're in the top six mm-hmm. spot. So, you know, that's a good example of a dark horse. Um, I'm trying to think of maybe another team last year that could have fulfilled that. Maybe, Leicester, maybe. Yeah, Leicester for sure. Maybe Brighton by not getting relegated, but but you know, yeah. you can pick a newly promoted team to to do decent. Okay, so um, we'll go dark horses, and I'll start with Brian this time. You know, you mentioned Brighton. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished top ten. Yep. But I have no. I don't have any confidence in that. It's kind of. It's just like a random pick, like. I could also see them getting relegated. They finished 16th last year. Did they? But see, it seems like they did better, right? Right. I, I could have sworn that's why I was like, oh, they finished off. Yeah. <laughs> they were, yikes. Right. I mean, they were 13 points above relegation, but that's because the bottom three teams last year really sucked. Right. Um, so that, yeah, that's kind of why Brighton could be a dark horse. I, when I first thought of it, I just said Lester again. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know how dark of a horse you can be when you finished fifth last year and lost Champions League in the last day of the season. I think for last year, um, you have to pick them to be top four if you're going to call them a dark horse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, right, because they're starting to establish themselves. We'll talk about them a little later as a team maybe getting established as one of those top teams now. So. I don't, it's hard. I don't know. I don't like anyone as a dark horse then, really, because, I mean – Unless we're going, what's the opposite of a dark horse? Like a, a a bright donkey? Yeah, which would be the would it be the opposite of what they do? Because we have some teams that we'll pick there next. Yeah, like teams that we think we're gonna are gonna disappoint. Yes. Okay. And we'll save okay. we'll save the bright donkeys for later. Okay. Because um, yes. like I don't bright I don't donkey. think Everton are gonna be a dark horse. Okay. I don't know. I'll, I'll just stick with Brighton then. Right. I think they'll finish top ten. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That was mine, but I'll, I'll get to I'll get to another one. I did have a backup. Hopefully, Jeff doesn't take that one. Jeff, who's your dark horse this year? Uh, Brentford. Yes, yeah. I love it. Let's yeah. go. I'm a big Brentford guy. The, Jeff, how do you, what do you feel about Brentford? I think they're just going to be that fun team that even uh, like supporters of other team like. Uh, yeah. And, and I just think they're going to be fun, fun to watch, and they're going to win a few games. They're going to make some surprises. I, I, I see them finishing maybe like 11th or 12th. And honestly, that's not bad. Yeah. For, they'd be like, yeah, Leeds. it's really good. Yeah. So you're thinking they will be like leads. Yeah. This, this is just a hunch. It is yeah. a hunch. I'm hoping you're right because I, you know, and I know a lot of the people know the reason I like Brentford is they're very data oriented. And I think that they've done a great job of, you know, they lost Ollie Watkins, side Ben Rama and, and, uh, Ivan Tony came in and he was actually in contention to even be with the English squad uh, this past year. He was going to definitely get transferred if they didn't get promoted. So we'll see how, how they do. I like, I like Brentford a lot. I'd love that pick, but you guys, you guys all know I like them. So that would have been a bit of a Homer pick if I picked them. Um, like I really do root for them pretty hard. Uh, so we got Brighton and Brentford, our picks, the two B's I was originally going to go, 
Brighton as well uh, because I thought last year their team created so many good chances. I think they were one of the most unlucky teams in the entire league. Uh, if you look at some of the numbers on XG, I think they, they should have scored a lot more goals. And I know, I'll say this, I know they're losing Ben White, but they're getting a lot of money for him. And they can invest, I think, if they can invest in a good striker, um, Edward of, of Celtic has been mentioned a little bit here and there, uh, or just anyone that can finish, or even if they could get Welbeck to stay healthy or, or, or Malpe not to you know do crazy things, um, they have quite, quite a team. They got that ex- Alexis McAllister lad who's played pretty yeah. decent in the Olympics. Uh, He's I just, Irish, right? McAllister? Yeah, right. <laughs> the How the fuck Irish. is an Argentinian dude named McAllister? <laughs> right? I have no idea. Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. That's one of the, that's one of the um, wonders of the world. I think we'll see them invest some of that. I mean, 50 million for Ben White. And when you're Brighton, you can use that pretty well. So, you know, I'm going to look at them now. The backup team I had picked in case someone took them, which Brian did. Um, and I can't take Brentford. Although I love the Brentford pick. If, if, if they can keep Jack Grealish, I don't think they will. I don't think Villa will. If they can keep Jack Grealish, I think they will fight for top four. I, oh, top not, four. Wow. If not get in, if they keep Jack Grealish, if he's on their team when August 31st, I think that's the date when that passes, that'll officially be my dark horse. And I, and I will call that they'll finish top four. Uh, I know Buendia to Watkins, they've already made some noise in the preseason a lot. There have been highlights already that have come out about those guys. You know, you got players like it's a matter of Douglas Louise and Grealish being ready for the season. So I think maybe they could start out slow. But man, some of the players they have are just uh, they make really good transfers. What was that? Emmy Martinez or goalie? Yes, I, I love Emmy Martinez. He's yeah. a top lad. I think they just made the right moves. And uh, if they sell Jack Grealish, I'm just I, I think they could still make some good moves, but they they won't be that team. So that's my shout. That's my dark horse. They'll get top four or they'll fight for top four if they keep Jackers. If they don't, which I'm not anticipating, let's see what happens. I don't think they'll get relegated. Are, but. are we going to talk about Jack Relish at any point? Uh, yes. Yes. A little bit. Okay. In the, I, in, yeah. in the transfers area, kind of towards, uh, I got some okay. that I'll mention. Um, is there a new development that's occurred? No, no. I just, I just had a. I was going to share something. Well, we'll right. we can move on. I'll, I'll so we got it. dark horses. We got so we got Brighton, Brentford, and then potentially Villa if they keep Grealish at the footy corner. To let us know your dark horses. Now we go to the bright donkeys, as Brian calls them, the teams that you think will be disappointing, that should be should be good, uh, but will do quite a bit worse than their standing. Uh, since we started with Brian last time, I'll start with Jeff this time. I think it's going to be Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, I honestly think they're going to have a horrific year. Their yeah, star player, the star player, if, if he stays, their star player doesn't want to be there. Uh-huh. Uh, he might pull a, uh, oh, I'm injured all the time and this and that. Like mm-hmm. he said, bye last year. And yeah. If, if they were, refu- why would they refuse to sell him? Like, what, what are you going to get? Like. An unhappy player. Yeah, an unhappy player. Like, who do they think they are? Like, it's it's just ridiculous. Like, you're going to have, at best, you'll have the same season as last year. Mm -hmm. Like, Son isn't enough. The conference, wow. (laughs) 
Son isn't isn't enough to keep him happy to keep Kane happy. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I just I I, uh, I think the mood's terrible there. Um, the think, thing, like the the thing that gets me is that Kane was really a big Mourinho guy. Yeah, and and Nuno Espirito Santo is is not Mourinho. Correct. And I don't think he'll gel with Kane. He's also Portuguese though. Well, okay, great. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, okay. So it's funny we bring this up because uh, the last time that Tottenham had such a high profile player that was, you know, brought in rumors to go out for sale. We remember, we all remember Gareth Bale's uh, sale. And then surely we remember the picture where they had the seven guys that they signed with Bale money posing a picture together in those HP jerseys that they had back in the day. Um, the best part of this is as of just this week, they now have zero of those seven players. All of them are now gone. Who was the last one? Can you, well, so I will mention who the last one was in a second. Can you guys name how many of the seven players will play a little game here? Can we name? That was, that was like right before I started following Premier League. Sure. So I doubt I can name many. Wasn't one of them a striker? Yes. Yeah, um, a really large nose. God, I didn't. I was trying to think of his name the other day. It's not Mark. It's not Urente because that was just recently. It was um, Soldado. Yes, Soldado yes. is one of them. The, yes. Okay, that was the, that was, was. And he was twenty six million, by the way. Jesus, Soldado. He was one of the top cost guys. The most successful one. Al Walker. Uh, no, mm-hmm. not him. He was actually shot. cheaper. He was eleven million at the time from Ajax. I don't know if that'll help. Is he? He is not Dutch, but he um, he did play in the Euros very, very briefly this year because something happened to him. Oh, uh, oh Ericsson, yeah. Yes, Christian Ericsson. He was only $11 million at the time, so that was a smart buy. So we got Ericsson and Soldado. Um, I'll just start naming some of the other ones because I don't know if we'll remember Paulinho. They got from Corinthians for $17 million. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he was quite expensive. Nasser Chadli was only seven million from FC Twenty, so that wasn't an awful buy, I guess. Uh, Etienne Capu, nine point oh three million from Toulouse. Now this might be the worst one. Vlad Churches, um, Churches <laughs> from Bucharest for eight point five million, and the one, the last one standing was twenty five point eight million from AS Roma. They just sold him, I'd say, this week in a swap deal. He scored a Rabona. This Lamella. Season. Lamella. Yes. Lamella yeah. was the other one. Um, yep. He's gone. He came from AS Roma. He's now gone to Sevilla. So he was the last one standing. <laughs> and I thought Lewis Holpe was one of them, but they bought him in January. So, <laughs> okay. so that's what I'm trying to say, I guess, in a roundabout way is we have no guarantees that even if they get $150 million for Harry Kane, that it will be spent well at all. <laughs> well, like, yeah. you know, I think all these Spurs fans are like, I hope we sell them because we're going to buy it. Shit ton. Like in their head, they're thinking they're going to spend 150 $50 million. No, they're they're going to sign fuck all. Right. Like, <laughs> they're going to they're they're try to pay off their fucking stadium that was yeah. opened a year late yeah. and way over budget. They'll yeah. buy like three guys for like seven, 12, and 13 million or something like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then they're going to pocket the rest, like I said, yeah. to pay off their stadium yeah. and to cover COVID losses. Yeah. Like, Ashton, you know how it is when you build a new stadium. Exactly. Yes. Show your good players and pocket the money because you can't freaking they make their own pay cheese it off. They make their own cheese. Yeah. They're in-house. Uh, 
cheese maker. <laughs> well, they're going to need that because they're going to have a probably hard time selling tickets if they stink as much as we say they are. Uh, right now, their projected front three are Bergwine, Son, and Mora. Uh, and and again, Son, respect Not him. terrible, I, but... Right. I mean, I, I respect the Son. He's, he's good, but mm-hmm. he's just signed up for four more years of hell. He's, he's Why would he extension. do that? Like, what's he thinking? They must have really offered him a lot. I, I have no idea what he was thinking. Um, okay, so so Brian, are you picking Spurs as well? Or are you going to change it up? This was my pick too, but um, just to yeah. be different, um, I'll, I'll just say West Ham. I think okay. they'll, they'll finish right above relegation zone again, uh-huh. simply because they have Europa League and they're not a squad that's deep enough to handle both competitions. Like mm. last time, they, I think they finished seventh five years ago or something, and they were in right. Europa League like qualifying or something and they made it a couple rounds i don't know if they even made it to group stage but the year after that like they had that great year finished seventh and then the year after that they finished like 15th or something yeah so yeah. I, it'll just be a disappointing season for them i think i like the point you make because you look at also their team and and there's some question marks with declan rice you don't know if he's going to get sold still uh, I know Arjen didn't want Gerard Bowen, but Gerard Bowen is a main player on their team, I think, still. And, and I heard yeah. they're having some contractual issues with Soufal, the right back who played for the Czech team in, in the Euros. Uh, but, again, we heard rumors last year about how they were grumbling. Who, we'll see. Who was their seat, uh, defensive mid besides Rice? Was it Suchek? Suchek? Yeah, yeah, Suchek. Even though he scores I, all those goals. Yeah, I mean, they they have a decent squad, I think, but... I mean, now now they're in. They're automatically qualified for the group stage of Europa League, which means yeah. six matches, three of which are who the fuck knows somewhere in Europe. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's not too bad now with the Europa League because it's a much more condensed. Right. Um, I forgot about that. So the Europa League is more. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, there. I mean, unless they have to go to like Russia or something, that you know they'll they'll probably play a Spanish team and a French team or an Italian team, so it won't be too bad. It's not going to be like the fucking Moldova or some yeah. shit. It'll it'll be Tottenham who's playing like the Olive Farmers and the yes know, other teams that we that we know of in Azerbaijan yeah, struggling to beat fucking um, the Slovenian runners up or some shit (laughs) so yeah that's a good shout Uh, i'm gonna stick i'm gonna go with another team that has a w in their name this might be a bit of a shocker i'm gonna go with uh, wolves i feel like we've seen a little bit of their decline here and there and i really do think that nuno was good for them uh they are projected to have jimenez up top but you know after that injury i just don't yeah is he back he is apparently he's listed as he's, he's supposed to start up top uh, and if it's not him, it's Fabio Silva, which, you know, good, okay. good players. Ruben Neves, there's a lot of, around if he'll still be around. I know, um, and he could be the Pogba replacement. I know he is looking for a move either to Man United or potentially Arsenal are the teams, but I think United has the driver's seat for him. Uh, and then I'm not sold on Semedo as a right back. We all know that. No, he's terrible. <laughs> so once you play FIFA, you think he's bad. Like right. FIFA players like, oh man, Smedo, he's so fast, he's great, but fucking real life, he sucks. Can't defend. Uh, and so I just, I don't know. I think adjusting to this new coach, even though he's also Portuguese, uh, and they did get, they did replace goalies. Jose Sa's in for, uh, 
who was their original goalie? It was uh, Roy Patricio, who was pretty good. They lost him. So I don't know. I just have this weird feeling that Wolves might be like this struggling team this year. So I, the, I, Tottenham was my main team, but I'll, you know, I think since all three of us picked Tottenham, I'll make Wolves my team. So we got Tottenham, West Ham, and Wolves at the footy corner too. Let us know your potential, what we'll call bright donkeys or teams that will be disappointments <laughs> coming up. Uh, last but not least in our preview, because again, we're not going to talk about every single team. Um, you know, as I said, the goal this year is throughout the season, we kind of cover each team every other week. Cause I felt like last year we got to points where we kept hammering like Ole's shit and you know, this team's losing it. So we'll start covering those teams later. Golden boot winner. Um, who do we have? It's, it's a little difficult this year. I think, you know, you look at the odds and I believe Harry Kane is listed as the favorite, but Harry Kane, we don't even know what team he's going to be on. Uh, he's supposed to sit out the beginning of the season. You're going to miss a few games. You got a lot of guys that are going to miss from the, uh, the African cup of nations. So if you're looking at Salah, if you're looking at Mane, uh, if you're looking at uh, you know any of the other Aubameyang, maybe I don't know who would be doing that after last year. But if you are, <laughs> he, he you know they might miss games. So with all that said, I had a lot of trouble picking Golden Boot. So I'll start with Jeff. Jeff, who's your Golden Boot winner this upcoming season? I want to say someone else, but I'm going to say Kane. There you go, Kane, and and that's assuming he's with City. Yeah. Okay, what if he doesn't join City? Do you have a backup option? Uh, Is it Gabriel Jesus? No. Um, oh, I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Like, Sterling? Yeah. No. no he doesn't score enough. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so you'll go. You're sticking you're going with Kane, which I think is a, is a safe pick. Uh, Brian, who is your golden boot winner this year? I, it depends on what happens with Kane, but I, I think there's a, a big factor that we haven't talked about is Euro's fatigue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, Kane played almost every single minute for England. And so he played three group stage and four knockout. He played seven matches, a couple of them going to extra time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- I mean, that's, a, that's true for all the Italian, well, not the, any of the Italian players play in the premier league, but, um, you know, Danish players, no Spanish players too, but I don't know for, for all the English players, I think there's just going to be a level of fatigue that, um, are are really going to hamper them in the beginning of the season. And maybe, maybe throughout the whole season. I don't know. I think this season is a little more compressed than normal still, isn't it? Uh, I believe is it back to normal? Well, it's somewhat back to normal. They move the start back a week, so I'm not sure how that'll affect to the end. Um, but it's going to be screwy next year too. I mean, this schedule is just going to be weird yeah. to the World Cup. But but I think this year is as normal as they've gotten if you consider the past two seasons, right? Yeah, okay. not as condensed as last year. We'll say that. Right. So yeah, I think that just throws a wrench into everything. Um, I forgot about the Africa Cup. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I would have said Salah, but he's going to miss a month. Um, I mean, it's hard to not say Kane, but I'm just going to say fuck it and say Timo Werner. Damn it. <laughs> Man. Is weed legal yeah. in Indiana now? <laughs> no, but it is in Michigan, and I was in Michigan a couple weeks ago. He'll, he, he, will miss, he will hit the post. 
the most. He will have this. He'll win the golden post. He'll win the golden post. Oh, isn't that what we're talking about? Golden posts. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another option, honestly, is if Kai Havertz starts playing in the like a, maybe a false nine or even the striker role, I think he could he could really rack up some goals this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because so I. Want- I Who's your one pick? <laughs> one fuck it, Timo Werner. And if he doesn't, then I'll do another shot of uh, Malort. Oh wow! Two shots. See, okay. I already owe two. Sh- I already owe two shots. This is true, and I, and I, I, will, I will pay those off this season, in sometime this season. But I, I won't have to go ahead, Ashton. I didn't look to see if Benny's had those little bottles, but I might. I might do it and see if you, and if they do, I'm going to videotape you doing it in Portugal. I might have to just, I don't know if you can travel with those bottles internationally. internationally. Maybe, maybe if it's like, I might be able to get away with it. Otherwise I'll just have to come up to uh, Chicago and you, me and Steve can all do it. Cause Steve's going to do one with me. Can you find it? Why? But could you find it in stores in Indiana or is it like, is it uh, Chicago? The only place in Indiana might be like northwestern Indiana, like the Gary area. And oh, beautiful! Gary. Fuck if I'm going to Gary. <laughs> you go to Hammond, right where I work. We, talk, we talk about Gary, Indiana, a lot. Probably, <laughs> probably talk about it on this pod more than any other pod. Oh to be fair, God. I don't work except there. for that Michael Jackson pod. Haven't you listened to that Michael Jackson history pod? I don't know. <laughs> no. I, I just made that up. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't work far from Gary, so I can, I mean, it's a short yeah. trip for me. Um, but anyway, uh, okay. So this is where I, this is the prediction I was going to have that I thought you guys were going to say, here he goes again with his stupid international predictions that he made. He's carried it over here, but Brian made the pick for me. I also yeah, had, I your Timo Werner is written down for me because I think he'll bounce back. That's part of the reason I have Chelsea winning league. I think he'll bounce back. I think he'll find, he just, I think needs to score in like the first game or, or get the confidence and then he'll start scoring goals. And the only reason I didn't pick, I was originally going to pick Salah didn't pick him because African Cup of nations, Harry Kane, I didn't pick because he's missing the beginning of the year for sure. And then if he's still with Tottenham somehow, some way, and he's sad or upset, he ain't going to win it. Gabby Jesus is the third favorite. I just no for me there. <laughs> um, sorry. Sorry. Sadio Mane's out. Bruno Fernandez. I don't think they'll win that many penalties. <laughs> uh, Raheem Sterling was the other option I was thinking of, but I went with Timo Werner because I, I just think he'll get his form back. He's part of the formula of why I picked Chelsea to win the league. So I got to stay consistent. You guys are seriously picking Werner. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think Ashton, anyone else would. You guys need Ashton, to it. You guys need, like mental health is not a, it's not a joke guys. You got to take, <laughs> take care of yourself. Maybe. <laughs> I'll do a shot. I'll do a shot. I, I'm picking it with reservations. I'll say that. Be, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure my opinion is flawed. But I really believe in bounce in being able to bounce back. Yeah. And I know Timo Werner is better than he played <laughs> last year. Well, I, I think he's better than he played last year. Um, he better be. The, the only the only counter to Ashton's point of him needing to score is that. Last year, he, he scored sporadically. Like, he, he would score a goal, and you'd be like, okay, he, he's got one back in the net that's going to, you know, a striker just needs to find the goal, find the back of the net, and his confidence will boost, get boosted. He did that a couple times last year, and 
he still missed fucking sitters all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. and it continued on into the Euros too. So that, that's the only hesitation I have, but uh, I, I like comeback stories. Some people. Robert Downey Jr., Kim Kardashian, you know. <laughs> Some people may argue that uh, Timo Werner has a better chance of getting a golden shower this year than a golden boot, but we will see. We in the Euros, in the Euros, Werner, Werner's leg, leg blocked his own shot. Mm-hmm. I watched it a million nope. times. I watched it a million times. He blocked his own shot. How that, do you get your leg in front of the ball when you're about to kick it? It's not a good – it wasn't a good look. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> Mate, they don't have Olivier Giroud this year to steal his goals. That's why I picked him. <laughs> don't have any striker to steal his goals. That's actually true, If they, especially if they get rid of uh, Abraham, which is rumored. Uh, yeah. That's true. Okay, so <laughs> the Golden Boot, very contentious at the footy corner too. Let us know your picks. I'm sure we'll hear more. I've got two Timo Werners and a Harry Kane. Uh, very interested. I'm sure we'll get a, a Liverpool player somewhere in there. Uh, and, you know, I, we'll have the intern actually put up a poll, though I'm wondering if that's better to put up when the, closer to the beginning of the season. Again, the three of us here, we reserve the right to change our picks. We just have to yeah. be the intern because this is, this is, we're making these picks on July 29th. The season starts on August 13th. So let's do a brief foray into the Gold Cup. Uh, it seems, though, that a lot of people don't really care what's going on. We, we got the, um, the U.S. B slash C team uh, beat Qatar today uh, with a late goal. one nothing. they won. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I probably saw the last 20, 25 minutes. Um, but from what I'm hearing, Qatar played decent. They should be a decent uh, team. But, of course, they came up short. And in the final, the U.S. will play the Mexico-Canada winner, which is currently about six minutes in. I heard I have it on another screen here, so I'll update the listeners, even though you all know what happened when you listen to this, uh, on what's going on. We'll update Jeff, because, Jeff, tell us, you guys aren't getting the games there. Explain to our listeners. Well, yeah. So, basically, all soccer is on the zone. Uh, mm-hmm. Premier League Championship, uh, uh, Italy, and MLS. Uh, Germany is on our regular sports net, mm-hmm. um, Germany and France. Um, but the Canadian Premier League and the Canadian national team is on this uh, one soccer channel or something. Uh-huh. 20 bucks a month. And like. <laughs> yeah, for the Canadian Premier League? Yeah. That's Which cool. doesn't even have five of the the top five Canadian teams. Three. Three. Cavs. Three. Montreal, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, for some reason I thought there were more. I'm thinking of hockey, I guess. Yeah, so, like, if you work out how much, like, everyone's like, oh, cut your cable, cut your cable. I'm spending less on cable than I am with all the subscriptions I am. Mm -hmm. Netflix and and, uh, uh, HBO Max, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. Yeah. Paramount Plus. Peacock, yeah, so, Peacock. Uh, which uh, the United, we're getting some complaints. We can't really watch the uh, some of the Olympic sports here. Like for instance, the basketball games. Their first two have been on Peacock. Come on now, mm-hmm. you know basketball is a big one. So, um, all right. So I guess it's a little we have because the games really aren't on TV, and because some of the teams don't have their A teams. Jeff, you're saying that Canada's missing their three top Canada's players. You know, like this is Canada's B team. 
Yeah, Davies is out. Yeah. And then who else is missing? Uh, David. David. David and uh, what's his name? Or other. They still have a Junior, Junior Hoylet? Yeah, he's out. Okay. What about yeah. Hoylet? Yeah, he's, he's captaining. Hoylet's captaining. <laughs> right I think he was out. He, he's, I just saw him with the band right now on my team. Okay, never mind. Or on my <laughs> screen. But, um, yeah, currently, again, 0-0 zero, zero there, eighth minute. So, uh, U.S. against either Mexico or Canada in the finals. Anyone going to watch? Do you guys think Mexico? I mean, let's put it this way. Is it a big failure for Mexico if they don't win? I think yes. Yes, they they have the best. They put the best squad out there of anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeff, do you agree with that? That Mexico, that Mexico should win. Otherwise it's considered yes. a massive failure. Yes. Okay. So we we all agree with that. I think that we can close the book on gold cup final. Everyone watch for that uh, sometime next week. Um, and I just want to briefly touch on the Olympics, the Olympic soccer, both uh, men's and women's are in the quarterfinals. The women actually, again, their results will be in by the time people listen to this, they're playing early morning, uh, Canada, your boy, uh, your girls, Jeff, we'll start with the women. They are playing, the Canadian ladies are playing Brazil in about five and a half hours <laughs> from our recording. Um, the U.S. plays Netherlands, who's full of Arsenal players at 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central. The other matches are Great Britain, Australia, and then Sweden and Japan. Um, in terms of the women, uh, first of all, Jeff, do you think Canada will beat Brazil? I would hope so. We're actually okay. a good team. We're always competitive. Yeah, you guys have a good team. And I was going to say, I don't think March is, st- is she still playing? I mean, she's got to be like 58 if she's still playing. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> well, we have that girl on City. Um, yeah, you guys, uh, well, yeah, you guys have a pretty good team. I'm looking here. Is it Chapman? I don't know. They have, you guys have a few good players. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at, I'm just checking to see if Brazil still has Marta by some chance. They do. She's still playing. What? She has scored in five different Olympics, I think. Wait, and she's only 35? Martinez only 35. This is mind-blowing to me. Has she been playing since she was 12? Well, yeah. She's younger than me. Holy shit. That's crazy. She's been on Brazil's team since 2002. Since she was... So she's 35 now. 16. She's been playing since she was 16. Unbelievable. Okay, are you scared now that Martha's playing, Jeff? (laughs) 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 He just drinks his wine. Um, Okay, I'll ask Brian about the U.S. team then. Are you worried with their performances? They only got four out of nine points in their three matches. Looked pretty tough against Australia. uh, Now they're playing Netherlands, who's been pretty strong. You worried about this game in the morning? Yes, definitely. Okay. I, I... Kind of, I mean, I'm kind of a pessimistic fan in general, so mm-hmm. I fully expect to wake up and see that we lost Netherlands. And yeah, Netherlands were the uh, World Cup finalists against us. Yeah, you're three, right. Three years ago, so Netherlands yeah. is really good. They are. They have a plus thirteen goal difference. Uh, yeah, they scored I, twenty-one goals in the group stage in three matches. I, I, yeah, I think we're going to lose the Netherlands. Okay, um, who do you think will win it all for the women? Uh, it's coming home, England. England, okay. Football's coming home. Okay, England. <laughs> Jeff, do you have a guess? Canada. Why not? Canada. I'm going to go Sweden. I'm going to go Sweden. Yeah. They, they wiped the floor with the U.S. in the first match, 
and they seem to be a bit of a wagon. So we got Sweden, Canada, and the Netherlands are the are the three picked. Or no, sorry, Great Britain, Sweden, Canada, Great Britain. So everyone else, uh, you guys will have the advantage of knowing the last four teams. Let us know who you think. Let's go to the men's side of things. In their quarterfinals, we got Spain against the Ivory Coast, Japan against New Zealand, Brazil's playing Egypt, who, you know, they're drawing They drew Spain in the first match. Maybe they were good. South Korea and Mexico. Um, anyone other than, again, Spain or Brazil really having a chance here? Do we give anyone a fighting chance? I honestly have no clue. Oh, no. With a, with a U23? Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Tournament, like, yeah. In my opinion, I would, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say you would expect Spain, but... <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm not that confident in them either. With that roster, I think Spain should be favored. I like Brazil's roster. And, and Mexico I liked, but they uh, they dropped a bit of a stinker against Japan. Uh, yeah. I know they're the hosts, but, yeah, I think it could it could signal some trouble. So I think if it's anything other than Spain or Brazil, I'd be shocked. Uh, I'll just pick uh, Spain. I'll go with Spain because they have pretty much their Euro team playing. And so, Okay. So that's the Olympics. That's talking Olympics. Uh, let's now go to the updated transfer bit. So our last little segment before we get into tidbits and, and kind of start wrapping things up. So in terms of transfers, I'm just going to list off kind of the things that occurred between last show last week and this show that are done deals. Uh, Pier Luigi Golini of At- Atalanta, their goalkeeper is now off to Tottenham uh, to back up Hugo Lloris. He apparently also has a rap album, so look for that. I forgot. I'm going to find out what his rap name is and share that with you in a second. Uh, speaking of goalies, that opened the door for Gazaniga to leave Tottenham. Harry Wilson has also left uh, uh, Liverpool, and they're both going to Fulham. So Gazaniga and Harry Wilson to Fulham. Have fun in the championship. Right, in hopes of coming up to the Premier League. Lamina is leaving Southampton to go to Nice. Uh, Eric Lamella was part of that trade, going to Sevilla from Tottenham for Brian Gill, who's a youngster who I believe is playing for Spain's Olympic team. So you can watch him there. Um, Toby Alderweireld is off to Al Duhel. So he's pretty much retiring. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) Marco Bettinelli, uh, FIFA legend. He's only 29. He was unattached. He goes to Chelsea. Brian, uh, what do you think the use for him there will be? He's going to be third string. I think he'll uh, he'll form a good connection with Jorginho and um, Emerson being Italian. So uh-huh. there you go. He's, He's not actually one. Italian, by the way. <laughs> he, I had to look up is. who this guy. Yeah. He, I had to look up who he was. I don't know who the fuck well, he is. Both his parents are Italian. Yeah, but was his nationality is. He was born in Brazil, and then oh, moved wild. and then moved to uh, Italy when he was like uh, fourteen or something to play soccer. Well, you're talking Jorginho. Yeah, sorry, Jorginho. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Marcus Bettinelli is an English. He's English. But how? He sounds Italian. He was born... Played for Fulham, uh, right? He's the son of Fulham Academy goalkeeper, goalkeeping coach Vic Bettinelli, and is of partial Italian descent on his father's side. There you go. There you go. Okay. So, So, yeah, there you go. Third generation or something. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's our fucking third string goalie like who cares there you go and then so speaking of backups and third stringers Alfonso Areola remember he was with Fulham on loan last year he's got the nipple to, the nipples going to West Ham uh, I guess to back up Lucas Fabianski or to give him competition the official ones that we knew we knew for a while 
but they became official were Varane to United, Ben White to Arsenal. Uh, it sh- by the time you listen to this, will be announced. He had his physical today. I guarantee you that. Um, so those are the official ones. Before we get into the rumors, do any of those aside, I know Varane stands out. Um, anything else kind of stand out to us there that we're looking at in terms of uh, guys, or is it just kind of another one of those quiet weeks? Boring. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Varane is really the only blockbuster. Yeah. Everything else, I just don't give a shit. I think this upcoming week is going to be, could be a, a good one. Should be an electric factory. We'll, we'll go to that then. Uh, kind of what we're hearing this week, I know today the talks really started between City and Villa. My, my main sources say talks have started uh, in full gear. City, Villa, 100 million, Grealish. They're, they're talking. Not done deal, but they're going to start talking. So we'll see if they hammer it out. And I'm hearing that a decision should come pretty quick on whether he's going to extend and stay or leave. I, that's what I'm hearing, that it's, that it's not going to drag. Uh, Paul Pogba, some sources are saying his price is only 45 million pounds. <laughs> if PSG want to come get him, they, they probably can because he, he he did not extend with Man United. So Man United would probably look to cash in some money back from what they spent on him. Um, I know West Ham is trying to get Kurt Zuma for around 20 mil, uh, which well, Chelsea or, or did yeah. they get him? Is that what you're reading? No. Well, what I'm reading is that A Chelsea swap. are trying to package Zuma – with money for Kunde. For Kunde, yeah. So I think Kunde yeah. to Chelsea will happen. I almost, uh, you know, my sources really point to that. Now, the one is if they don't put Zuma in that package, then the West Ham are also looking at him. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on there. And the wild thing that I heard right before I came on, again, I haven't gone on today, but I know this week it's going to ramp up. Wenger might be looking to come back to manage the uh, this it would be the Swiss national team is what we're looking at here. So nice. um, just some rumors there. I don't know how, how realistic that is. I just read that. I'm like, I got to throw that on the show. So from that or anything you're hearing from your clubs, um, anything you guys think we should look out for, and then I'll give you that little brief Arsenal update that I always give. So I will say that the on the Kunde deal and basically any deal like Chelsea is involved with, mm-hmm. I feel like the other club that we're trying to deal with is always going to try to ask for more because they think Chelsea will pay it because Chelsea is the only club in the world right now that is willing to spend anything really. Yeah. Um, like right now I'm, I'm reading that we offered Sevilla 30 to 35 million and Zuma for Kunde, and yeah. Sevilla is saying they want more than 35 million for Kunde, more than 35 million and Zuma. Wow. So are they just more interested in money than even Zuma being in it? Well, if Zuma's not in it, then I think they're going to ask for even more money. Mm. But yeah, I, I just feel like since they know Abram- Abramovich has the ability to spend money, that any team negotiating with Chelsea is just going to jack up the price. There's going to be a huge tax. Right. And I don't know if many other teams, other than maybe City, are really going to see that and maybe PSG. Right. Because no other clubs are really in a position to spend a shit ton of money. Maybe United, I guess, but they, they did their business with Sancho and Veron. Yeah, they're that's true. They're not going to sign. Yeah. Up. So, so and there's going to be a tax. Fair play to them. Like, like that's not, yeah. 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 It sucks as a Chelsea fan that we can't get players for what they're actually worth. Yeah. Which, which leads you to signing fucking, Keppa, Ariza, 
Aretha Balaga for <laughs> 75 million, making him the most expensive, not just goalie ever, but by on the order of like a hundred, the most expensive backup goalie ever. Right. Are you ever going to sell him? I don't know. If he's happy at Chelsea, then might as well keep him. He's going to make an appearance in this episode, by the way. Yeah. City want to pay uh, the wages for uh, Grealish 200,000 pounds. Jesus. Like a week, a week, a week. Like that's. So let me ask you something. When when they say weekly wages, is that only for the season? Sorry? Is that only for this? Do they only pay the, is that 38 weeks basically? I wouldn't, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I wouldn't think, I, I would think that would, because, because you're still working in the off season. Like, I think it's the yeah. duration of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's basically 200 grand a week for 52 weeks. About a million every five weeks. So he's looking at like 10 point, what? 10.4 10. 10. million. And that's pounds and that's pounds. Right. Yeah, which is fifteen million dollars or something. Well, I'm Canadian. It wouldn't make me the richest man in the world. <laughs> I will say um, that's something I like that you mentioned that it's something a lot of people overlook because uh, a lot the of wages. Are, Nobody talks about the wages. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because when people were comparing, and I don't mean to bring Arsenal, but when they're comparing for, uh, White and Varan, a lot of people are comparing those signs to me, which is wild because one one of them is a kid who's in his early twenties, the others, you know, late twenties, early thirties, like a well-established player. Uh, ben White was more expensive, but then if you take the wages into account, Ben White is getting bumped up to, I think from whatever he was making to 120 a week where Varane is a lot. I, I, yeah. I, I recall, I think it was up, upwards of 300 or 250 or 300,000. When you add that up, you know, then his fee supersedes, you know, so people don't look at that. They just look at fees. So you're right. They don't look at the, the wages. Um, so yeah, 200,000, 100 million fee. Uh, if you guys do get Grealish, you think that Kane's out of the question then? Or do you think they'll go for both? Yeah, I, I, I think it's one or the other. And you'd rather have Kane, right? I would rather have Kane, but mm-hmm. I think in the long run, something tells me Grealish. Because okay. Kane is Kane is one of those players like he's getting older and his body he gets hurt all the time now. His body is going; it's not going to get better. He's not Jamie Vardy. Yeah, correct. He's not he's not the style of play that Jamie Vardy. Like yeah. Kane isn't going to be scoring fifteen goals when he's as old as Jamie Vardy is. He's also not on the Red Bull and uh, Twizzlers diet, yeah. so that's that's going <laughs> to come on. <laughs> so. Um, Okay. I'll, I'll give watching, what's he watching? Getting mad at Olympics, surely. Uh, volleyball, men's volleyball. Oh, oh, uh, who's playing? United States and Brazil. Oh, well, that could be troublesome because Brazil. A rematch of the gold medal uh, match from 2008, in which my okay. cousin played and served yeah. and won a gold medal. That's wild. Yeah, people don't know. We got a we got a gold medalist cousin on the show. Yeah. My cousin, yeah, my cousin played in two Olympics for the United States men's volleyball team. There you go. And I will um, say, too, um, yeah. the other day, I think uh, in the men's, because well, you're talking about men's, Canada played Iran. They did beat them the other day, by the way. But Iran's team is, <laughs> is pretty good. They beat Poland. Yeah. So there you go. Um, back, back to Jack Grealish real quick. Um, uh-huh. I, I saw a headline. I did, it was for some shitty website, so I didn't re- read the article, I think. 
Mm-hmm. But the headline I, I thought was interesting was that Grealish can, he, he basically has two paths for his future career that he, that he has to decide now. Like he can go for trophies and, and success at Manchester City. And money. Or he can, and money, yeah. Money and, and trophies and, and glory, basically. Team glory at City. Or he can stay at Aston Villa and be a club legend and have his statue outside the stadium. But, and, and those, the, the other thing to think about is he's not going to be as good a player on uh, Villa than he is at City. With the players he plays at City, he won't be uh, a, a legend. Or, well, he'll be a legend to Aston Villa fans. He won't be a yes. Premier. He won't be a Premier League legend if he right. goes to City with with those type of players feeding him balls and and working with him. Like, yeah. Like, I agree. Like, yeah. if, if I'm him, well, I'm not him, so I can't say, but... <laughs> You're definitely not he, he, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> not, not many are, to be honest. But he he really does seem to have a deep, deep connection to Aston Villa. He really does. Like, if you look, was it two years ago? Um, maybe it was three years ago. It was a fan came on the field and attacked him in their match against Birmingham, like the Derby match. And a fan had fucking attacked him. And he, he fought back and, and both or players from both sides, you know, got the fan off him or whatever. Then he fucking went and scored the game-winning goal in a Derby yeah. match after getting fucking attacked on the field. Like, he will always be a Villa legend, I feel like, just, just for things like that and, and the season he had last year. Um, but... I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it's just an interesting thought. Yeah. So is, is, is he going to choose medi- mediocrity with Villa or is he going to choose mediocrity in terms of team success, but, you know, personal glory for being the best player but he, on he the team in, in club history? Of goals. He, he won't yeah. get the same amount of goals on Villa that he would on City. Like City is going, he, he'll be in the champion. Like how, how is it? The player like I, Jack Grealish going to turn down the Champions League. Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, yeah, I, I think City is the right choice for him if he has he's that friends, choice. Friends but, with Fodden. They're going to get the same hair. Yeah. <laughs> the same hair. Oh, oh I think God. it just comes There's down no to... no way Grealish gets the Fodden haircut. Grealish's yeah. hair... Grealish you has should some get the Fodden haircut. Oh, my God. I had the, the Fodden haircut in fucking ninth grade. We need a bet. Make a bet. Yeah, no. Brian, you're getting the phone haircut if you lose the bet. The silver, I am too. The definitely silver. not doing that. Silver, wow. <laughs> Get a little Grealish, has, Grealish, Grealish might have the best flow now that Giroud is gone from the league. Grealish might have the best flow in the league. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, last bit on him. It's a, it's a crossroads. It's tough because he's at that age that it's like okay. You guys should have get off the pod here, but it's probably so tough for him to say, I'm going to leave Villa. You know, like that's his, that's his club. I don't know, man. So yeah. we'll see what happens here in the next few days. You know, obviously if he goes to city more chance to win things, like you said, more chance for goals, more chance to get called up for, to, you know, to be an England starting lineup than, than be on the bench. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens with transfers. Keep your eyes open. We'll have the account, try to tweet things. Um, but again, the next two weeks are going to be, uh, 
quiet on this on this end of the pod two three weeks so we'll see what happens there now i want to move to some tidbits um and i'll, I'll skip the little i had some 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 bits of arsenal lose, but i'll skip it because we're a bit irrelevant right now so i'll go to some tidbits uh it's been a wild week for wayne rooney i don't know if you guys have heard um originally it started out with a, well i guess he is putting in a complaint saying that he got blackmailed because a few nights ago some pictures and videos came out um, of, of Wayne Rooney sleeping. And I guess just some women that took pictures with him while he was asleep in a hotel room. Um, he's surrounded by a group of women. We don't know how that began. Did one of the girls was, fart on him? Yeah, there was rumor that one of the girls did fart on him. Uh, <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure there were pictures of him where he wasn't sleeping as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, there was, I think there was a picture of him making out with a chick in a club. Bench, I think he's got a problem with alcohol. Wait, what was that, Jeff? He was definitely smashed. Like, the pictures yeah. were, he was awake. He was, like, absolutely, like. <laughs> yeah, there's there's pictures of him, like, making out with some some random chick. Yeah. Yeah, this thing claims that there are, there are images of him on, uh, on Sunday night that came out on social media. Um, asleep in a hotel room surrounded by a group of uh, young women. There's no suggestion Rooney acted inappropriately or even was aware of what was going on around him, although we contest that. Um, the week did get a little worse for him. Did you guys hear the second thing that he did? Um, he, you know, so we all know he's in charge of Derby County, and there was, you know, people were saying that he maybe shouldn't be. Well, <laughs> first of all, he's been asking for them to sign players because they only had recently nine players. Well, now they're down to eight. <laughs> because Wayne Rooney made a a tackle on one of the players and he's now out for three months. Uh, Midfielder Jason Knight is out up to uh, three months after he got tackled on a 50-50 challenge. uh, And now his uh, ankle is is injured, I guess. So my guess is it's some sort of a sprain. Uh, But yeah, so now, you know, Darby's looking to negotiate for a relaxation on their transfer embargo. Apparently they have an embargo. So they're supposed to fill out a team with, I guess, free agents. Uh, they might. I mean, they're a mess. That team's a mess. Wayne Rooney's a mess. Um, do we see any future for Wayne Rooney in management after this week? Shrek. You mean, Shrek? That, Jeff? You mean Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> I heckled him. I heckled him at a Toronto FC game. One time, every time he touched the ball, I was screaming Shrek, Shrek. <laughs> And he, Is that when he was oh, with DC United? Yeah, he, I assume he was taking a, he was taking a corner, and I screamed right at him, Shrek! And he he turned around, looked right at me. I'm like, if he comes up into the stands, this is going to be the worst day of my life. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I would have covered fuck my out. face and just run. I would have covered yeah. my face and just run. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Why haven't we heard this story yet? That's, awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. That have been scenes. Jeff gets oh, into a I fight was, with me. I was I was really intoxicated, and me and <laughs> me and this guy who was about six rows down from me, uh, he was also intoxicated. We just yelled "Shrek, Shrek, Shrek!" like loud. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not proud of myself. Well, now we have a title name, by the way. So <laughs> you'll see what it is when it comes out. But you've given me some inspiration. I've written it down. Uh, so rough week for Wayne Rooney. Um, Shrek might might be on his last wheels here as, as a manager or potential manager. Uh, speaking in that field of managers and former England internationals, I know it's been a little bit now. It's been a few days, but uh, John Terry uh, has left 
his post as the assistant manager at Aston Villa. There were some rumblings that he would join Swansea, uh, but that has not happened as of now. Um, what do you guys think of, of John Terry kind of just getting up and leaving his post as Aston Villa assistant manager? I have a theory, but do any of you guys, I'll let you guys go first. I'll let, I'll let uh, Brian start because it's his boy um, from Chelsea, at least. Uh, John yeah. Terry, what's he doing? I didn't really see too much other than just the headlines and, and articles of him leaving Villa. I didn't really see much speculation of what he was going to do. So I'm really not sure. Um, I, I think he's better suited to manage a team than uh, Lampard is, to be honest. I've always been a Terry guy more than a Lampard guy because Lampard left as soon as I became a Chelsea fan. Um, the city. The city. Yeah, he played for City for a year, yeah. Uh, um, but I, I still don't think it would be wise for Terry to go directly to a Premier League team. Like he'd be better suited to manage a championship team at at most, and maybe um, lower than that. So, okay, uh, yeah. I think he looked at I think he looked at the Villa squad, and uh, not enough of the players were married. So he wanted to. Go, <laughs> he wanted to go to a player that has lots of lots of wives. He needs more options. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Bridge wasn't around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, fuck. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what my theory is. I think the soccer players are shitheads. Okay. Yeah. It's not just yeah. Chelsea. All soccer players are shitheads. No, there's something dirty about Chelsea. <laughs> they're, they're Probably. Just, uh, they're, they're, Filthy people. Yeah, the the success gets to their heads. Well, come on. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Okay, so here's my theory on, on Terry. I think he's doing it because he wants to become a manager. I think he feels like he's got his badges. And you might say, well, why is he leaving an assistant post? I think by leaving that post, he knows there isn't a job he's going to get now. The season's about to start. But what does that mean? That means if a team decides and they've gotten off to a bad start, they want to fire their manager, guess who's available? Guess who doesn't have to talk to Aston Villa about trying to lure him out of Aston Villa? He, I think he did it on purpose. So, A, I'm sure first and foremost wants to maybe spend a little more time with his family before he forays into becoming a manager full-time. And then I think he wants to say, all right, well, as soon as an opening is there, I want to be available so that I can make a decision on is this a good option, is this not a good option? Because surely you're going to have at least one team this year sack a manager that's good or that's decent, that, that's set up for success. And I think he's going to sit and just wait for that opportunity and then uh, hope that they hire him. Because let's look, I mean, if you look at the market right now, there aren't a lot of managers that are available. So yeah, he's made true. himself available. That's my thought. So, um, and I don't think a lot of people are like, oh, he's going to go to Swansea. He hasn't done it. I don't think he's looking at Swansea. I think he'll look for the first Premier League team that drops their manager that's that could be decent. Not like a Watford, but, you know, we'll see. Um Cue him signing for Watford and me playing this four months <laughs> down the line. Uh, so let's speak managers still. Ole extends his contract. <laughs> Ole is extended to 2024 with the option of a further year. So it looks like United are sold on him. I wish we could have had Nikhil here to tell us how he feels about Ole. We know how he does to an extent. Do you guys think this was the right decision for Manchester United? I think I think it's terrible. Like, <laughs> It just shows they're happy with second place now. They're not a they're, yeah. not a they're not a big club anymore. Like doing well in the Premier League is enough for them. It's well, it's not for, not enough for the fans, but it's enough for the owners. 
Because uh-huh. like, how, how how much can you complain about second place? And I think they'll finish second place again. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, you just spend a shitload of money on players. You're not gonna want to spend a shitload on uh, a coach down the road. Yeah. 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 Uh, Brian, your thoughts on Olay? Uh, this is going to be more, like Jeff said, it's going to be more of the same. Like, I, I think they're going to, like last year, like we were never really hot on United and they somehow just finished comfortably in second place. We were always like, what's wrong with United? Like, how are they this bad? They're supposed to be good. And then they were good somehow, unbelievably, and they finished second. And I think it's going to be more of the same. Like, they're not going to look good. They're not going to play good, play well. And they're going to finish com- comfortably in the top four, but they're not going to push for a title or or any kind of success in the Champions League either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always had some issues with Ole as well. Uh, I guess we have to see more, but it's like, what year are we on with him? And, and you, you want to talk about a team building. Yeah, I got, they got third, they got second, but are they realistically going to challenge? We'll see. I, you know, here's the thing. What if Ole is like Gareth Southgate, right? We made fun of Gareth Southgate. Yeah. He starts progressing slowly, makes some right moves. Um, I think this will be the year we find out a little more about Ole. I don't think he'll last that whole contract. I'll say Wait, that. What has Gareth Southgate ever won? <laughs> That's true. He progressed, though. That's what I'm saying. And now he's got more respect. Ole, I don't think he has that much respect yet. So we'll see. A lot of people are happy, though. A lot of United fans. Uh, you know, I will try to get Jerem back on, the United fan that we know, that uh, our main United listener, to see how he feels about Ole. I think he's very neutral about it. I think he's okay with Ole. So their fan base, we'll see. Though. It takes a few weeks. See how the season starts. Um, I'm not sold still on Ole, but I guess he has to win something. He has to win a trophy of sorts before we can say, all right, here's Ole. Um, yep. Okay, so let's see what happens in that regard. Uh, speaking of Kepa, Kepa Aritha Balaga comes up again here. Uh, as, you know, super expensive signing. But if we go back to 2019, he was actually having a pretty decent season, really up until that Carabao Cup final, if you guys recall. That's kind of when his good season got tarnished a bit, and then he started go going downhill. What happened in that match was he refused to be substituted in extra time of the final against Manchester City. Uh, I believe, yeah, the score was 0-0. So, uh, sorry was concerned that Kepa was suffering from cramp. Calls him to be substituted for Willy Caballero who's played for both your teams. Uh, Kepa ignores the manager's calls, if you guys remember. Um, And then he saved one penalty in the shootout, but Chelsea did lose 4-3 in that final. I guess he's apologized now. Two years later, he's come out with an apology that says, quote, I tried to signal that I was okay and that I wasn't injured, but we were at Wembley in front of more than 80,000 people. So, of course, sorry, (laughs) didn't understand me, Kepa explained. When the fourth official raised the board, clearly I should have come off, and I'm sorry I didn't. I was wrong, and I'm sorry for everyone who was involved, for Maurizio Sarri, who it seemed like I had undermined in public, for Willy Caballero, a teammate and a great professional, and for all my teammates and Chelsea fans who had to put up with everything, all the noise that was generated during the game and then in the days after. Uh, And then he did say that they cleared there afterwards. But, yeah, interesting that he gives this apology now. Do you think it's because he wants to be considered – in the starting role, you know, position or that he knows he's going to have a lot of play with so many competitions going on for Chelsea this year. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think, I think you're totally right. And I think there should be like some sort of like, 
that deserves a red. <laughs> like, do you think that there should be like insubordination of like, oh no, I'm not coming off. You can't make me come off, coach. That should be an instant red. That's insubordination. That was wild when it happened. Maybe I'll not a that. red. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a red, but like not like you don't lose a player on the field. Like so, right. so, you're, saying so you're not punishing the team. Right. No, but maybe you have to punish the team so that well, it won't happen. Well, if I do this, I'm going to punish the team and we're going to go down a man. You can eject him and then let him replace him yeah. and call it maybe a sub, like yeah. a forced substitution, but not a red card, which like, you know, when a manager gets a red card and, and they're gone, but the team doesn't get reduced, yeah. something like yeah. that. But yeah, I, I mean, that was, I remember that's a wild situation, but I, I don't, I'm just curious as to why he's apologized now. Like, yeah, that's, that's the curious part. Like, he he clearly made amends with sorry after the fact, mm-hmm. like that when it happened, maybe it was the next day, the next week, the next month, or whatever. But then sorry essentially got sacked slash you know left by mutual consent or whatever it was. Yeah, um, and he's been gone for two years. So like, why now? That's what I don't get. Right. He, yeah. He's clearly not the number one keeper at Chelsea, and he won't be. Unless right. something happens with Mendy. Yes. So yeah. is, is he trying to make himself look better for at the club, like you said, for more um, playing minutes in other competitions or to get transferred? I don't know. But mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And it's, everyone wants to know at the footy corner too, what do you think about Kepa Riza Vlaga's uh, why now kind of thing? I'm very curious as to what people think. Um I want to move on against quick, quick tidbits, the quick fire stuff. Leicester yeah. to expand the King power to 40,000. They're adding 8,000 seats to the East stand. Uh, and so they will have one of the, I think they'll be one of the, they'll be in the top half at least maybe one of even the top six or seven attendance uh, capacity, sorry, capacity stadiums. Um, and it's just really a part of a big plan. I think in 2013, um, from uh, I can't pronounce the old owner's name, but he got the the hotel going up in there. He's gotten some retail going. He's really growing a lot of the the area around the Leicester, the KP Stadium. Um, he's kind of making it an attractive destination. The team last year just moved into a, a hundred million pound training complex uh, that I guess people didn't know that's the houses their first team in their academy. So they're doing a lot of things quietly. And my question is, with all the great moves that their ownership has made. I feel like they've really invested the money in smart ways into players, into academies, into adding stands, into making the the, the team and the stadium and the area more attractive. Because Birmingham, you know, or, or sorry, Midlands is not super attractive, you know, area. And he might be doing that. Do you think, well, he and his son now, do you think this kind of cues or may, might move Leicester? If they can continue this for a few more years, will they be considered one of those top four, top six, whatever the top number that you have, you know, um, where would you kind of put them in the club spectrum? Would you put them with the top six group or would you say there's still a little time? Are they around where Everton is? Are they passing Everton? Where do you kind of have Leicester in this kind of spectrum? Let me ask you a question, Afshin. Sure. Does a bigger stadium make your football team better? It does not. It could. <laughs> it, it, could. it could. More revenue. If, if in, the, in the future it could, if you if you use it correctly, yeah. yes. But I think right it doesn't. But I think honestly, like the, the way, like the future of football is academies. If you don't have yeah. a really good academy, 
like you're going you're you're gonna go nowhere like mm-hmm. like just in terms of revenue the players that you can sell um right. and like and like Foden cost Manchester City nothing. Yeah 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 mm-hmm. Although, like Chelsea makes twenty million dollars a year selling twenty players for one million bucks from their academy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, so either these players, you got them for free or you sell them and make some profit off of yeah. uh, something you groomed off a good Academy. And, and a lot of teams so, are starting to do a good job. Yeah. I, I guess to answer your question though, originally, it, I think it does help. It definitely helps them um, be looked at as a bigger club and, and a bigger target, but it, it's not as much. It doesn't help as much as, like Jeff said, the academy and the training space, like a player that's going to choose Leicester or Villa is going to care more about who's on the team, where they're going to live, what the training is going to look like, the facilities like that, not how many fans are in the stadium. Because a 30,000-seat stadium can sound louder than a 60,000-seat stadium. Yeah, so, that's true. But to, to answer the, your the, question, the, I think they're they're doing it the right way though, by expanding, they're not building a whole new one. Yeah, they're just saying hey, we are, you know, we look like we're getting more fans in. let's expand by that expansion. We get more money for gate revenue. And mm-hmm. then the way they've spent money so well, I, that's just to me, a team that I am, uh, I might be moving them ahead of, cause to me, Everton's that team that's just outside of those top teams in prestige. I mean, I'm telling you, Lester's going to make their Le- way up pretty quick. If they Lester's it. higher than ever. Lester is close to making it a top seven. Yeah, in the Premier League, or or neither Spurs and Arsenal, and or Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now they're better than those teams. I have more. I have more faith. I I would put them higher than that. I have more faith in uh, uh, Leicester than uh, than Spurs or Arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you look. You look at their lineup. You look at how they spend money. We'll have to see if they hold if they keep a hold of, of Madison. But even if they don't, you look, you say, oh, they have, you know, they can probably figure it Telemans, out. Telemans was really good. Yeah, Telemans and Indeedy are over there playing pretty well. Yeah. They, you know, they have Harvey Barnes that people forget about. Oh, they got that new striker, Pat Sindaka, who could do some some business with with Barty. And Ayanacho had a good end of the year last year. So yeah. um, let's see how they do. Lester will be an interesting side that we didn't talk much about in our preview, but one to look out for. Um, briefly, West Ham uh, talks of a commit uh, of a takeover. A former QPR chairman wants to apparently take him over, and he claims that he met the asking price. But the West Ham owner uh, David Sullivan refused to sell. Fans of West Ham want him to sell. I feel like this is the narrative last season for West Ham, and we're hearing it again. Um, what do you guys think about any opinions or thoughts on the direction of West Ham? But or, or fuck them. Let's just see what happens. We don't care. Right <laughs> I, I'll just say, be careful what you wish for with a with a takeover like that. It doesn't always work out how you think it's going to work out. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, any any comments on West Ham or you don't care about them, Jeff? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. I kind of was like, eh, we'll see what happens. Just wanted to mention it to the, the listeners. I will say I have an update from the Gold Cup game. Mexico has scored in stoppage time of the first half um, yeah penalty oh, that i think that's was my right. well that's my go-to <laughs> yeah we know true. we know jeff i think the sometimes, penalty sometimes it's true though sometimes it's true like the champions league 
That yeah. Well, oh, that I don't know. I'm not going to comment on that. But you're sometimes you you have been right with that. But yeah, the, actually, the guy that took it for Mexico just did the Jorginho uh, stutter step. Who, who took it for Mexico? Uh, they're number ten, and who is it in the gold cup? Is my question. I'm about to find that out. Uh, while while or sorry, while I have the intern get on top of who has scored for Mexico to end the half. Um, I do want to make a quick mention. How do you guys feel about Chelsea parading the Champions League trophy? Brian, have you heard of who they're going to parade it in front of? Oh yeah, I saw that. They're they're going in front of Tottenham. Yes, I fucking um, love it. <laughs> so Arsenal, Tottenham, and and Chelsea are doing a three match preseason kind of thing. I believe Arsenal and Chelsea play on the first, so in a couple of days. And but thankfully, Chelsea are waiting until the fourth when they play Tottenham to march out the Champions League because I think that's when you guys play them at home. And you guys yeah. will march out the Champions yep. League trophy yep. in front of Tottenham. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, and funny enough, then Arsenal and Tottenham play each other on August 8th, which is also the day I get married. So Arsenal better win that game. That's that's all I ask. That's all I ask for that day. Um, yep. So let's see. Yeah. So that's a shout out, Chelsea. Good work parading the, the it, trophy. So I don't know if there's any Chelsea fans that listen, but is Tottenham the more hated team than Arsenal? is for Chelsea now? It's a good question. Like, I, I'm personally biased because I, I have a soft spot for Arsenal because I'm good friends with you, Ashton, and you're an Arsenal <laughs> fan. And we suck. <laughs> well, now. even when you were good, I mean... Right, right. That's true. I'd rather lose to Arsenal than lose to Tottenham. Yeah. And I'd rather beat for Tottenham point. than beat Arsenal, which I guess is saying the exact same thing. But I hate Tottenham, <laughs> and I, I don't mind Arsenal. But that's because I have a personal connection to Arsenal through you. Right. Right. But true internationally, I don't know, like for, if there's any Chelsea fans out there, yeah. let, let us know, like, who do you hate the most? Do you hate Arsenal? Like, what or do you hate Spurs now? Yeah. Well, and we have to hope that Chelsea fans answer it. Yeah. So put, put the hashtags or whatever. You always, or put uh guilty Sigurdsson, just yeah. type his name. Because then someone guilty. will respond. <laughs> guilty, guilty. Uh, so it was Orbeline Pineda that scored, by the way. For yeah, me. I have no idea who the fuck that is. All right. I just want to also point out a little bit of nonsense that's gone. No nonsense of the week officially this week, because I figure that might take a while. So I'm just going to name a few people, and you guys let me know <clears throat> who you thought. So it's kind of like nonsense of the week, but without the segment. Um, so a few things that occurred around the world. Yunus Bala, a Moroccan boxer, tried to bite the ear of an opponent pull off a Mike Tyson at the Olympics um, in the heavyweight clash with David Nairica of New Zealand. So Eunice Bala for trying to pull off a Mike Tyson. He's up there. I don't know if you guys have heard of Joey Barton in the past, very troubled yeah. footballer. I um, love him. You, you love, you love him or you loved him. I loved him. He was great. Yeah. There were a lot of actually fire fans that wanted him to come. He was, he, he was Matarazzi without the talent. He was. <laughs> And now yeah. he's Matarazzi without the talent and with some allegations of attacks on his wife, uh, Georgia McNeil at home causing a head injury. So he's on a hot seat again. We also have Lucas Rossi, some more Olympics of Argentina in field hockey, apparently tapped the head with his stick of David Allegre of Spain while he was getting cramp treatment, thinking that he was just wasting time. So he used a stick to hit a guy in the head. Uh, so that's pretty wild. And Portsmouth has sacked three players from their academy for sending discriminatory messages in a U18 academy group chat after England lost in pens to Italy. So references to Saka, Rashford, and Sancho. Uh, 
So that see that one, it, it, it's weird because they were in a personal chat, but you still got. I mean, you can't be saying that kind of yeah. stuff. But someone someone snitched for sure. Not saying that it was wrong or right. I'm just saying. So we got him or, or those three. We got Eunice Bala for biting an ear. Joey Barton for his attack on his wife and Lucas Rossi for hitting a guy in the head in field hockey. Who do you guys like for your kind of main nonce this week? Yeah. My nonce is Joey Barton. Yeah. Because yeah. fuck you're, you're a complete and utter dirt, dirt bag. If you do anything violent to your wife. Yeah, I agree. Any or kind to, of or to any kind of significant other, the person that you're supposed to love. Correct. So Jeff, that's the worst. Jeff, do you have a nonce out of those? Eh, probably the racist. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the Portsmouth guys, yeah. The, the one Portsmouth. thing about the, the racists is as bad, but they're they're under 18. Hopefully Correct. they can learn their lessons. Yeah. Like I'm I'm very glad that they got sacked from Portsmouth. Hopefully they now understand that there are consequences to to being a douchebag. In That's such true. a way, free speech has consequences. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can say what you want, but the, I can do yeah. what I want to you after you say yeah. what you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I so like fuck you. I'm glad. That. Yeah, they, they are nonces, but hopefully they can learn their lesson. Joey Barton is 38 years old. He's who knows how long he's been married, but fuck him for being a dick to his wife. I agree. Um, and then not a nonce, but a wild headline that I could see. Um, Someone kind of laughing at Norwegian athlete Christian Blumenfeldt uh, was a triathlon winner, I believe. One Olympic gold, then proceeded to vomit everywhere, and then had to be taken away in a wheelchair. So that was, <laughs> that was a wild headline. I, I think the headline made it sound a lot worse than it was because I watched that triathlon triathlon right. race, and uh-huh. he he was pushing hard at the end. He won by by quite a distance. He I don't think he'd ever won before. Right. Uh, and then I saw him vomit. It was mostly just some fluids that he had drank during the, I mean, he was gassed. He pushed right. everything. And as someone who has vomited after running a 10 K because solely because I sprinted for the last hundred yards, like I was fine. Then I was like, I'm just going to fucking sprint the last of it. And then that just winded me and I fucking threw up a little bit. Puking is the reason I was a keeper. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just had this thing where i was a kid like oh. i would run a lot and i i would get this horrible pain in my stomach like my stomach i would just get this horrible cramp and i would start puking and it never went away it never stopped and so like my, my dad's like um why don't you try keeper <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah this, and, I this, and that was amazing this Norwegian <laughs> lad he he put it all on the line. He pushed his body to the limit to win a fucking gold medal at the Olympics. So if he throws up a little bit, good for him. Yeah. He can, he can wipe it up with his fucking gold medal. What was he keeper of the year for the uh, under 13s at uh, <laughs> in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada? Wow. I, <laughs> dude, that or win a gold medal. <laughs> this reminds me of this story that Jeff said reminds me of when I, uh, when I went to to join a traveling team and the first practice, I was like, man, I haven't, I have to impress them. First of all, I showed up in full kit wanker. I was like 13, showed up full <laughs> kit wanker in Juventus in a Juventus kit. Everyone else was wearing <laughs> That's like, oh, horrific. Why did you tell us this? 
it gets funnier. Um, oh, and then God. beforehand, my diet was terrible. At that time, I was coming home and I was downing like two of those microwavable burritos and then a whole bunch of Cheetos. So that day, I didn't realize, okay, you're probably going to have to run a lot. So I still stuck to that. And I'll never forget, we did wind sprints at the end of practice. And of course, I'm going hard because, you know, it's my new team. And I, I did, I won. I, I won the wind sprints, but not because I was fast. I was like one of the only ones trying full speed. And right as I passed the finish line, a good amount of orange puke came out. <laughs> 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 For which the coach didn't know what to say and just said, wow, that means you're running pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not doing that diet again with my full kit Juventus. So that was a, that's a classic from when I was like 13. Uh, with that said, that could win nonce of the week. We'll go to predictions for the last part of our show today. Week one starts. Um, you guys can change your predictions when it gets closer, but let's go for it. Uh, the matches are Friday, <sighs> August 13th, Saturday, August 14th, and Sunday, August 15th. And uh, it starts all with my boys, both of them. Brentford hosting Arsenal. I was really sad to see this as Brentford's first match. So I'll be rooting against them. That's only one of the uh, two times that I will. I got Brentford one, Arsenal two, Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang. And then we'll go Brian and Jeff. I got uh, a 2-2 draw with Saka nice. scoring a goal. Hopefully getting his confidence back up after there missing that penalty. That, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. There you go. 2-2 Saka. Okay. Um, we'll go to Man United and Leeds. They kick off the Saturday slate. I got United 2, Leeds 0, and you got to pick Bruno because I don't know. I don't know if he's going to start. Point. Yeah, I have United 3, uh, Leeds 1, and I have Rashford scoring, but I wish I had picked uh, <laughs> Bruno. You never know. Leeds might not give a penalty. Jeff? 2-2. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm just looking at their lineup. Uh, Rodrigo. Very Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Oh, for, for Leeds. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I like it. Juicy. I like a lead score, Rodrigo. Um, I was for some reason I was thinking of uh United, and I was like, who's Rodrigo? Uh Chelsea Palace. I'm telling you, it's the beginning of the of the Timo Werner revenge tour. I got Chelsea three palace nil Timo Werner. So I'm not sure how much Werner is gonna play because he just came back into training. He was one of the last guys to come back into training. So I have Chelsea two, uh, Palace nil, and I have Pulisic. Uh, he was one of the first guys back in training, so I have him scoring. All right, Jeff. Uh, two nothing Chelsea Havertz. Two, okay, there we go. All good shouts. Everton Southampton. Um, Everton. It's the first game of Rafa Benitez in charge. Uh, South. I don't know. These early games are tough. So I got one one, and I think Calvert Lewin who didn't get to play much during the Euros or much at all is, is hungry. So I got him scoring in a one, one tie. Yeah. I have a zero, zero draw and I have Calvert Lewin scoring. There you go. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, three, nothing Everton Calvert Lewin. Ooh, he's feeling good about Everton. All right. Uh, Lester hosting wolves. I got Lester two wolves, nothing Jamie Vardy. Yep. Lester three wolves, nil Vardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lester, three to one, Vardy. All right. So it's a Vardy party. Three guys thinking he'll score. We got the Watford Wankers hosting Aston Villa. I think Watford will start with a loss. I got them zero. I got Villa two. And even if Grealish isn't playing, Buendia will pass one to at least one to Watkins. So I got Ollie Watkins as my goal scorer. I have Villa two, Watford one with Watkins scoring as well. Because who knows what the fuck's going to happen with Grealish. 
All that's, right. That's exactly what I see. Two, there you go. Perfect. 2-1 Watkins. We got all Watkins scoring. So Norwich hosting Liverpool. I believe they started two years ago against Liverpool. Um, got pumped yeah. after a good first half. I Was it like 5-2 to two or something two years ago? Yeah, yeah. And they had a good start to the first half. It was just the second half they got pumped. Yeah. Um, I got this time Norwich nil Liverpool 4. <laughs> Salah. I just, I'm not big on Norwich oh. this year. I don't know. <laughs> I, I also have 4-0, but I have money. Oh, there you go. Uh, 2-2 Salah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> yep. Yep. But you know what? You were right so many times last year doing this to them, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, Newcastle hosting West Ham. I just can't pick a winner. I got 1-1, and Callum Wilson's my goal scorer. I have 1-1 as well. I, I wrote fucking Bowen, I guess. <laughs> Gerard Bowen, if he's still on their team. Yes. Yeah. Jeff? Oh, I actually think you missed the game. Newcastle and West Ham? No, I think you missed the game that day. Uh, Burnley and, Bright- and Brighton. Oh, oh you're yeah. right. Okay, I'll do that next. So we'll put that next. Yeah, see so you how smart I am? See how smart I am? <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> Is Burnley the home team? Uh, yes. Damn. Okay. Give us your Newcastle okay. West Ham first. Give us your Newcastle West Ham. I just updated my score there. Yeah. Uh. West Ham, 2-0. Uh, who'd you guys say? I said uh, Bowen. Yeah, Bowen. There you go, Bowen. <laughs> I'm the only one that has a Newcastle score. I got Cal Wilson. So Burnley, Brighton, good shout. Burnley, the host. And I said Brighton's going to be good next year, didn't I? <laughs> I just feel like the first game might be tough on the road. I got Burnley 1, Brighton 1. And uh, Neil Maupay for now? I don't know. Yeah, fucking zero zero, Chris Wood. <laughs> there you go. It, yeah, like uh, both these teams can get fucked. I don't care about either <laughs> of them. That's probably why I forgot it. They're probably going to take six points off of Chelsea this year. Oh gosh, don't even get me started. Two of them. Jeff, yeah. who do you have in Burnley? Brighton? Uh, Brighton three to one, Welbeck. Yeah, Danny Welbeck. <laughs> I like that, and I'm hoping they do win. I do like them. Spurs City, the final game uh, of the weekend. It is in Tottenham. So I'll give them one goal, but I think Man City will score three. And I feel like Raheem Sterling will carry. Is he going to play, though? Maybe he won't no. play. Who knows? Oh, yeah, I don't even know. I have no idea. I think he'll carry from – I'll switch my – if they get Kane, I'll switch my pick to Kane. Well, I guess you could pick Kane to score anyway. But yeah. I got Spurs one, City three, and I think Sterling will score uh, – will carry his Euro four more over if he's playing. If he's not starting, I'll change that. Did, did uh, okay? So I I also I have City three Spurs nil. Did Gabriel Jesus? He played a lot in the uh, Copa America, didn't he? Um, not, not too much. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not sure like who's back, like who got back in training early for City. So fuck it. I'll, so you got to pick Zinchenko then. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I'll say KDB. Okay, just KDB. because he, he didn't go far in the Euros, That's exactly I, my pick as well. Yeah. Three nothing. Yeah, three nothing. KDB. There you go. Well, we all got him yeah. scoring three threes. Company for City. Hopefully, we'll beat Spurs in the first week. Um, and I, the, the gambling corner, I'm holding off because I don't think any of us can make sound gambling picks three weeks before the game. So if I, you I have a tip, hot tip. I do have a hot tip for uh, yes. gambling corner. Please my hot tip is: do not gamble on soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> you're right. I agree. Like, unless you're doing international soccer and you're listening to Jeff. Yeah, true. Then you bet anything Jeff says. But if it's not international, then that's that's crazy stuff. I don't know. Uh, any other statements you guys want to make? I know we're, we're getting pretty late in here. We'll wind down again. Uh, everyone savor and enjoy this episode because we're going to be taking a – what is it? How, is it a three-week hiatus? One, two – yeah, the next episode will be in three, three weeks. weeks. Um, I mean, two full weeks off, and then we'll have a Premier League action, and we will review that Premier League action. Oh, yeah. Will not be a panel, but I, I, I guess I'll just get people on here. There, I'll, I'll ask. I'll see how the panel feels about doing this every week, but I think we'll, we'll start swaying away because the summer's ending. Um, so that way you so it'll be around the seventeenth or eighteenth that the next episode is out. Yes. Yep. And then we'll. Uh, I'll probably switch having you guys on as as co co hosts, uh, depending on what's what's there to talk about. We'll see and who's available. So um, or we'll do solos. We'll see uh, and just do interviews. So we'll go that route. Does anyone have anything to say about the coming season or for anyone to listen to until they hear us again in mid August? I can't believe it's like already back to Premier League season. Like, right? There's the first preview. Much to the chagrin of my wife, there's no downtime, like almost no downtime in soccer. Right. So, yeah. but she is the Olympics. And I think, I think it needs to be said that the Euros were spectacular. I loved, yes. I, I loved every minute of it, it consumed my life. Like it was just wonderful. So like from, that, from day one, from yeah. day one to the final, there was drama. Yeah. Like the yeah. second day of you, the Euros, you had a guy die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Like died he and died. Was he was revived. Dead. Yeah. 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 I, I loved the whole thing. It was wonderful. I needed, I, I'll, I'll, however short it is, I needed this downtime to like. I was I was sitting in front of my TV working all day <laughs> yeah. with the crowd noise and and like you like I was excited for like shitty games too because I knew that the potential of them being awesome the whole thing was amazing and mm-hmm. like, like just for like everything we've been through with COVID and everything like that I just think that whole spectacle uh is what what we needed it was it was uh hats off to the organizers or whatever yeah it was amazing yeah absolutely and we can only hope the premier league follows suit we don't i hope we have less dead rubbers than we did last year i think that when things got kind of in the thick of things it, it got kind of boring at times but let's let's hope for a good start and uh thank well, you guys I for coming on the premier yeah. league last year when city when everyone was laughing at City because we were like whatever fifteen points behind, and mm-hmm. I didn't lose faith. You were fifteen points behind last year. Well, it was because like th- there was a point where we were, we had like four oh you had like four games, games we had like four games yeah. or something like that. And I just I just had a feeling I just knew. For some reason, I feel like I, I never. And I could be wrong. I, I wouldn't go back and listen to any of the podcasts I was on, but. I, I feel like I never counted City out. Like, who, who were the real title contenders when City was behind in games in the hand? Was it Liverpool? They started oh, Liverpool, Liverpool were in like were in like fifteenth or something. They, they, yeah. they were terrible. They started out hot. And then I think I think once City, the, there was a game that City demolished Chelsea. Like it was it was only two nothing, but they had the ball the entire game. 
Oh, I think it was three nothing. They were absolutely wonderful, and this is when they were like it was three or one. Looks like yeah, yeah. There were a bunch of points behind, uh, and I remember the commentators saying, "This performance is ominous." Yeah, yeah, and I knew after that we were going to win. And then when we when we wrecked uh, Chelsea with that, that game, I that's the most memor- memorable game of last year. Chelsea, uh, sorry, City versus uh, Liverpool. When Allison made those like two mistakes back to back, and then fought, okay, and, and then fought and scored that screamer. Like, I'm I'm looking now, City. In in week nine, or game week nine, after City's ninth match, I guess, they had won four, drawn three, and lost two, and were in 13th place. And then by week 20, they were in first place, and they finished out the season in first place. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do not remember that at all. I. For some reason, I view last year as City being dominant the whole year. But holy shit, oh, we yeah. Were, we were terrible at the beginning. And I was getting laughed at on the pod. I was getting demo- – and I was like, no, we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to – yeah. once we demolished Liverpool, like we humiliated – like the, the, it, was, uh, it was the two Allison mistakes where he gave the ball away like twice. I've watched it a million times. I love yeah, it. it was it was the five to two loss to Leicester in the second week yes. of the season. Yes. yes, right. And then drawing Leeds, who had just been promoted, drawing West Ham. Yeah, yes. So yeah, last year was a Liverpool starting hot, and then everyone went through dips in form. City's just yeah. happened really early and was the brief, the most brief. Then you had um, Arsenal and United go through really bad dips, and then Chelsea followed with a really bad dip, and then Liverpool had the bad dip. Liverpool had the worst dip of the year. Like they were terrible. And then they, yeah, they went on it. Well, it's debatable because I know. I'm talking for the big club, for the big clubs. Yeah. yeah. So, so do you think? Do you think the this year is going to be as up and down as last year was? I don't. I don't know. I, I think. I, I think it is. I think it's still wild. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the top four will separate early. And I think it'll be closer. But I don't know if we'll have like eight game like winless streaks from a really big club next year because the matches are spaced out uh, more. So I believe a bit more, yeah. So and I could also be speaking on behalf of a team that literally will have one game a week. So <laughs> so we'll <Yeah>. see. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it could be a good thing. I'm just you know whatever. I could I could focus on one game and then enjoy the others. So all right, yeah. With that said, then uh, anything else you guys want to say before we sign off? Not much, just looking forward to the season. All right, Jeff. Uh, the hell with the bin dippers. All right. So with, with that all said and in the books, until a few weeks from now, we'll turn it over to Unai Emery. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> I know I it's should, my heart now. I should keep that in there. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite a song. Good evening. Good evening.